Hello. Morning, morning. Great to see more faces. Seems to be getting a bit fuller every week. This is good. This is great. And um, if you're here for the first time, if you're new to church, you're exploring, welcome, 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 welcome. Um, I'm not going to speak for too long. Um, we're going to get some people up and have some interviews in a minute. Over the next sort of next week and this week and last week, we're just unpacking a bit more about the flavors that we want to see come out in this next season as we come through sort of into the new season through COVID a bit. I know we're still in it. We're still navigating it. And I just want to talk about a trip about trees briefly. Who loves trees? Good. I'm glad I'm not the only one because I love a, I genuinely do, I love a good, old, gnarly, weather-beaten, sort of storm-battered tree in the middle of a field. Anyone with me on that? Yeah, I love looking at, there's one actually in Trouse, I live in Trouse and I can walk down to Whitlingham from where I live, and there's one in the middle of the field down there, this is, this is, I want to say oak tree, it might not be, someone might correct me, but anyway, I think it's an oak tree, it just sits in the middle of the field on its own, and there's something quite beautiful about these sort of trees and the seasons they've been through, they've stood the test of time. Does anyone else think like me when you see a tree, um, I'd love to know what stories that tree has to tell? Almost. What has it seen? Over some hundreds of years, you know, it's like, wow, there's something beautiful about trees. And of course, the, the key to the tree's longevity and its strength and its growth and its beauty and its, through difficult seasons and through sunny seasons and all the rest of it, the key to it is its roots, isn't it? It's the roots that bring the nutrients and it feeds off in good soil. That's the key to a tree's beauty. And when you see in in, in the Bible, what we see is this image of trees there. In Psalm 1, it talks about the person that that, that meditates on who God is and takes delight in God's commands. What God says and who God is is like a tree planted beside water, bearing its fruit in season. There's a fruitfulness. Isaiah 61 talks about there, about God says, I will make you like oaks of righteousness. In other words, God would do something in people um, that we can't do for ourselves as we put our trust in him, as we focus on him. And so this expectation of growth and is it make like a tree? Is that a phrase you hear people say sometimes? You ever heard that? Make like a tree. What they mean is, and leaf, leave. Okay, it's a joke thing. Apparently, make like a tree. Well, that's what we're meant to do. If we're a Christian, if we're a Christ follower, look at a tree and think, well, actually, we want to be like a tree and put our roots down if we're going to grow up. That's why we have this phrase, there it is, growing character and gifting. That's why we have that, this expectation. And when you get to the New Testament as well, you've got the Apostle Paul who writes a number of times about maturity and about growth and this expectation. In fact, um, that verse there, that was whoever just said it, about being brought through to completion, to maturity. This is God's promise. The work he started in us, he will bring through to maturity and completion. And so the key for a Christian's growth as well, if we're going to have a church full of people that are growing in character and gifting, the answer is not try harder, strain upwards, you know, in your own strength and all the rest of it. It is put your roots down deeper into who God is and what God has done. Ultimately, put your, deep, your roots down into the gospel of grace. And Paul in Ephesians, he prays this amazing prayer in Ephesians chapter 3. But part of it, he says, that you being rooted in love. 
you being rooted in love. And the love of God, seen most clearly in the person of Christ, and most clearly there on the most unlikely fruitful tree, the cross. In the Old Testament, it says, cursed is someone who's hung on a tree, and the cross is like a tree. It's the ultimate tree of life, because <laughs> that's where we find life in the most unlikely of places, in what Jesus has done for us. And it's by fixing our eyes, it's by putting our roots down deeper and deeper into the gospel of grace. And I know the sun plays a part in the growth of trees, okay? I get it, sun, leaves, and whatever that process is called. I forget now, I did learn it at school once. Well, that was a long time ago. What's it called? Photosynthesis, that's it. That obviously plays a part. It is, look up, but roots down into the gospel of grace. Jesus says, abide in my love. Make your home in my love. In Jude, I think it is, it says, keep yourselves in the love of God. How are you doing on that? How's that been this week? Keeping yourself in the love of God, abiding, making your home in the love of God, in the gospel, in what Jesus has done. We've been doing it this morning when we've been singing. That's part of putting your roots down, actually is you're putting your roots down into the gospel of grace and taking hold of those things. That's why we want to carry on. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, this is doing me good. I'm feeding here. There's nutrients. I'm being strengthened here. And that's the promise as we do that. And we do it not just on our own, not just from reading the Bible on our own or praying. That's important. But together as well, in our life groups, encouraging one another. We're going to hear in a bit about how we're doing that through um, the youth and, and, and kids' work and through in our life groups as well. Helping one another put our roots down deep in the gospel. And again, in that verse, was it in Colossians? Is that the one that says, let the message of Christ dwell richly among you? That's putting your roots down when we do that. Every time we gather together on a Sunday. Last week, Goff spoke about the importance of gathering together. We don't do this on our own. And so I just want to encourage us, really, to keep doing this. You know, it's not complex in many ways. But it doesn't mean it's easy. Keep putting your roots down in the truth of the gospel. Keep reading the Bible, God's word. Keep feeding off it. Jesus said it's like food to us. Keep finding good tour guides that can help us to feed. And this is why we have a bookshop and why Angie and the guys work so hard on stocking that with good stuff. People that can help point you to Jesus and help you know how do you pray. This is a good one, a praying life. Paul Miller, 10 quid that is. I'm going to do a goff now, but I've only because I've been given permission by Angie. That's an in-joke, by the way, if you're new. Goff gives discounts on books when he shouldn't. <laughs> Naughty man. But I've been given permission by Angie to give um, a couple of quid off this one. Five quid, Spirit, um, The Spirit of the Disciplines by Dallas Willard. We've knocked it down, let's be honest. Dallas Willard isn't the easiest of readers. <laughs> he's, he's quite um, rich, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Five quid, though, that's a bargain as well. And there's loads of others there as well. I mean, we've got Battle for the Mind. That's a cracking book. Dave Holden, brilliant, easy read that'll help you grow. Um, Gentle and Lowly, we've been pushing as well. Anyway, look, the Bible, dig into God's Word, but sometimes we need the help of others as well to get alongside us, and that's what these books are. And do it together in life groups and so on. And trust that as we keep putting our roots down, like those kind of, Big, gnarly oak trees, which are sort of weather-beaten and a bit battered, and they've got character in them, that as we do that, 
Christ's character will be formed more and more and more in us. And that will be seen ultimately in the fruit of love. Galatians, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, gentleness. Got the wrong way around. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? But love is the ultimate, isn't it? It says our gifts as well that we use, growing character and gifting. Our gifts actually are to function within the fruit of love. That's really important. And that's why we need to keep drilling down into the gospel of grace, into the love of God, allowing that him to saturate our lives more and more. The love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And as we do so, we'll keep growing, we'll keep forming. And that's not just on our own, but together as a community, as a church as well. And there is a beautiful thing. There are many, as it were, marks in the bark in this life of this church, really, all over that represent stories. And a tree, you can't ask it the stories, but you can ask each other. We can tell the stories, the way God has worked in us over many, many years and how we've stood the test of time and stood through storms. So look, let's keep doing it. Let's keep drilling in. Let's keep meeting in life groups and so on. Um, I'm going to stop talking now because I promised I would. And uh, I'm going to pray first. And then we're going to invite Emily and Becky are going to come up. Sorry, my brain, I'm getting old. Let's just pray for a minute, shall we? Lord, we are grateful for the truth of the gospel. We thank you, Lord, that we're called to be a rooted people. And we're rooted and grounded in the love of God, seen most clearly in the cross of Christ. And Lord, I want to pray, Father, you'd help each one of us to keep growing upwards as we keep putting our roots down into your wonderful gospel of grace, of love, of forgiveness and mercy, as we celebrate it every week. I pray this morning that there'd be growth. Even if we don't notice it ourselves sometimes, I pray this morning there would be growth because we're, we're putting roots down together in who you are. Amen. Amen. Now, um, Emily, Becky, do you want to come up? And I think you're going to share a bit about what the kids are going to do um, now. Is that right? As well, you've got some stuff to do. In this excellent tree, which I had nothing to do with, Emily and Becky. Well, give them a welcome. Hello. Nice to see you. So, um, first of all, yeah, children, what are they? Yeah, kids. So, if you have not made your way down to this bit over here, you can do that now if you want to. There is some activities. We've got some fruit for you to uh, colour in and stick on the tree because fr fruit, not all fruit grows on trees, I found out. Some grows on the floor, but you can um, stick it up on the tree. And the reason we're doing that is Toby was talking about growing in love and one of the, um, uh, and talking about abiding in, in the word. So um, you can draw the color in these fruit, which has love on it, and that's going to be added to the tree. And you can also write a prayer on it. You might want to ask uh, God to help you to read the Bible and understand it. You might want him to help you to grow in love with those around you. So you can do that. And then there's a second activity We've given you your own tree to color in the leaves as well. Um, and you can take that home. And that says, may the Lord make your love grow. Brilliant. I just dropped mine on the floor. But brilliant. That, so you can go and do that now. Helen's got those. Lovely. Brilliant. Thank you. Excellent. So, yeah. So coming out of kind of into this next season, into this new term, we just thought we'd spend a bit of time over these few weeks just hearing from different people about different areas of church life and kind of, 
I guess there's two questions, really. One is just, how's it been with children's stuff through, um, through COVID and, and coming out into this new sort of, well, where we are now, anyway, and, and looking ahead as well. So let's start there. How's it been kind of for you guys serving children over this past 18 months or so? I'm probably not the best person to answer this because I did, I stepped back a bit um, over COVID. Just, yeah, being at work and coming home and homeschooling and things like that was enough um, at the time. But I turned into a very grateful parent for all things kids' work, just to be able to kind of still connect, um, to see faces, familiar faces, even though we weren't all together, just kind of seeing faces on a Sunday morning was a blessing from home. Um, so, yeah, I was really grateful for, for kind of everybody that did kind of step up and, and serve through that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting couple of, well, I was going to say a couple of months. It's definitely not been a couple of months. Um, a long time, but it's been good. I think um, we as a team joined, so the Twinklers, Sparklers and Generate team joined together um, over the time we were doing online Zoom. And it was just great, actually, to have all the kids um, doing the same thing. And then we got to go into smaller groups, find out how their weeks were going. And um, it was really special to just be able to pray into what was going on for them right at that moment. And um, I think out of it, we felt that our relationships with the kids has grown um, because when we're upstairs, um, particularly in Generate, there's a lot of them up there. And it's quite difficult to talk to all the kids every Sunday. So that enabled us to be able to do that, which was really special. Um, so I think we've come back into a new season, just kind of knowing the kids a bit better and knowing a bit more about where they're at and how to, um, yeah, just continue to grow those friendships with them, I think. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate so much what you've done as well. I know you've been sending stuff out to families as well through, through COVID and all the rest of it. So you've been superb, you guys. Um, so looking ahead, as we come into the new term, when we're, it's nearly October. Is it October? It is October. Um, <laughs> it's Christmas soon. Anyone done their Christmas shopping? Go on, put your hand up if you've done some Christmas shopping. There are some tentative hands going up there, aren't there? Wow. Anyway, back to children's work. Um, <laughs> so looking ahead, other than Christmas, um, what do you... Th- thinking, looking ahead in terms of shape of children's work coming out, you know, into new season and so on? What's it looking like? Um, yeah, so I'll talk a bit about Generate. So Becky's in the Twinklers team. Um, so what those guys want to do downstairs is really exciting. So I'll let her tell you about that. But um, so Generate, we've kind of brought this new model forward and it's come out of the work we were doing over the lockdowns, um, just a real heart to really want to get to know the kids better and just, um, yeah, spend more quality time rather than... So at the moment, we've got 30 kids a week coming up to Generate, which since I've been doing kids' work, that's a record. I mean, it's probably not in the past, but for us, that's the most we've had. So we want to get to know these kids. We could go back to the old way of doing it, just doing mad games and running out of time but we want to um really invest in them so we're looking to do more small group based things um more socials more um just quality time spent with them um and we will still do some of the old stuff so we'll still continue with our worship we'll do some games we'll still be doing teaching and the teaching is going to look a bit different as well as we go into this next term but it's a really exciting um time actually because the 
the team are very excited about it. It's not just me. And um, we're going to, yeah, we just really want to put our time and effort into uh, more, um, like, small group work, talking about what's going on in their lives, praying directly into what's going on in their lives, um, praying together, giving them a space where they can feel safe to just step out in in prayer and step out in their gifts and and that. And just, um, I think there's some new opportunities as well. So whereas kids' work was always quite mad, if you're someone who really loves to invest in others, then I think this new way of doing it is it means there's new opportunities. We want to disciple these kids and show them what the love of Jesus looks like, not just in the home, but outside of the home as well. And we want church to be a place where they feel loved and noticed and cared for. And part of that is going to be what we do in Generate. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so going kind of from a twinkler's perspective, obviously we, we love all the, the kids that come downstairs, all the, the little ones, um, but there's just this massive heart for parents as well, um, just in terms of seasons of life. Um, those early years are full on, and, yeah, we have a real heart to, like, serve the parents down there as well. And just coming back, I served a couple of weeks ago for the first time, and it was just so good to see people come together again, just to stand back and watch parents talk with one another and kind of support each other in in kind of life and what's going on and where they're at and um going downstairs there's sofas now which we'd always said about parents just having a quiet space just where you know we could serve as kids workers and and kind of look after their children but where they could just sit and share together or pray together And, and there's amazing sofas downstairs now so that is very exciting just for somewhere for for parents to gather as well um, and yeah, just we, we had a prayer meeting and George spoke about Jesus saying, let the little children come to me. Um, and we just want it to be somewhere that, where they can come and gather and just be themselves. They, you know, there's no expectations. Jesus loves them just as they are, just as they come. So yeah, we want parents to know that too. Be reassured that Jesus loves kids that sit quietly. Jesus loves kids that loud and run around. So yeah, for everyone just to be encouraged to come. Um, and yeah, it's a privilege to serve them. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you so much for the way you serve as well and stepping back in, Becky, after homeschooling. Who loved homeschooling? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> big fans at the back, though. <laughs> hey. uh, anyway, thank you. Give these guys a, a big round of applause and thank you. And uh, we appreciate you massively. And uh, I want to ask uh, Adam and Ben. Ben, Adam. Do you want to come up as well? Give these guys a warm welcome as well. <clears throat> have a microphone. These wonderful guys with an excellent team have been serving our young people um, throughout COVID as well. And um, more recently as well, in the past six months, Ben's taken sort of the lead of the team there, but very much, again, part of a team. With the, 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 I commend these guys. Just absolutely brilliant, servant-hearted guys, and, and the team as well, the youth team. Gene and I had the privilege of spending a bit of time with them at the beginning of the year, just navigating through some changes there. Superb people who are serving our young people so well, so thank you. Um, you can pay me later. <laughs> but look, on, looking back over COVID, how's it been? And um, sort of same questions for you guys, really. Share 
What is, what is, what is, what's it been like for you and the young people? Um, I think it's been great. We've had an excellent time. Um, it's been challenging as well. Uh, I think, yeah, it's because of the fact that naturally we had less people come and join us on Zoom, and we started Zoom right from the beginning, right until about May-ish, it meant that, as like Emily and Becky said a minute ago, that we can actually get to know the young people properly, that we can sit there for an hour and a half on a Friday night and actually talk to them, get to know them, be able to spend time with them in smaller groups. And, um, and we still got to pray, we still got to worship, we still got to do all those things, but actually get to know them a little bit more on a personal level was really good. Um, it, Josh Sturman did some incredible dancing. Um, <laughs> for, we did plenty of games, and I think we had run out of games by the end of the, by the, end of the uh, Zoom era for Radiate, and uh, I think people were getting a little bit fed up with it by the end. But, but it served us greatly, and uh, it was great to get to know the young people on a more personal level, I think. Brilliant. So looking ahead, I mean, Ben, do you want to share about looking ahead a bit then and kind of what you're thinking and radiate and Fridays and Sundays and young people? Yeah, I should say I'm losing my voice, so oh, it no. could crack at any second. Okay. Um, yeah, no, the, the future, we don't want to lose kind of what we started to gain from when we were on Zoom in terms of being able to talk to them and being able to build a closer relationship and know what's going on in their lives. So... There's real, a real sense of using, you know, not just Radiate Friday um, or Radiate Sunday, but using church as a whole as a way of engaging young people and building relationship with them. I think we don't just want to see Radiate be something that happens on a Friday or, you know, the part where they go out during the meeting, but they are, a, you know, a massive part of church life and that they're, they're a part of it. They're not just, you know, at the back, but they're at the front on a Sunday in the band or they're in the bookshop or on PA. We want to see them uh, a huge part of the church family. And then, you know, keying, on, keying in on Fridays as well, we want that to be a place where they can come to, that they can learn about, you know, who they are in God. We, the phrase we've been saying is building relationship with each other and building relationship with God. So we want to see them... Uh, really in a place where they can be discipled well, but they can also just come and be be themselves without feeling like they have to put on, uh, you know, a show to to the people around them. It's a place where they can really just build a relationship with each other, have a good time, and learn about their true identity in God. Brilliant, brilliant. Am I right in thinking that um, next summer, New Day Youth Festival is happening? Is yeah, right? so after, I think, a two-year break of being online, New Day is back at the Norfolk Showground in August, first week of August. So if you're a young person and you want to come experience what that is, if you don't know what that is, you can come up and ask me or Adam or just go online and type in New Day. It's basically a massive, uh, one of the biggest Christian uh, festivals in the UK where uh, young people uh, who believe that Jesus is Lord come together to celebrate him, worship him, learn about him, and just have a generally good time. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Brilliant. Thank you. And also, if you're an older person, you can serve at New Day as well. There's opportunity. Who's served at New Day over the years in various ways? But, yeah, no, yeah, numbers of people have served, all sorts of ways to do that. And it's great to be around up there as well if you're able to do so. So thank you, guys. Appreciate you and appreciate the team, the youth team.
all that you do and the way that you serve. And anything youth, ask these guys and, and uh, you want to know, okay? Brilliant. Give them a round of applause. Thank you so much. And, uh, and Ben, I appreciate you doing that with a man cold as well. That's um, not easy. Um, so now I think we want to hear from uh, Dave and Linda and Lucy are going to come up and talk a bit about life groups. Is that right? Brilliant. It's all yours. So, good morning, and welcome Dave and Linda House to the stage. Um, I'm going to be interviewing them. Yeah, big round of applause. Yeah, I'm going to be interviewing you guys uh, about life groups. Um, but first of all, I just want to introduce myself in case you don't know me. Uh, my name is Lucy, and I'm married to Elliot. We have two teenage sons. Our eldest has just gone to university, and our other son is hiding at the moment. And, uh, yeah, so... We've been part of King's since about 2001. We've been life group leaders for many of those years. I can't even start, begin to count. And we joined the life group overseeing team about 18 months ago. Um, but that's enough about me. Let's chat to Dave and Linda. So, um, Dave, um, so you and Linda have been involved with life groups for a, quite a number of years. Um, does it still excite you? Um, absolutely. Um, I, I really, really love all that's happening in life group. When, when Lucy says a number of years, um, we think it's about 40. Um, our first home group we led was when we were in our sort of mid-20s. So it's been going on for a long time, but I'm still really, really excited about life groups to see people grow and develop, um, see leaders come out of it, see other people find gifting. I think in, in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about gifts. Um, there's various gifts, but it also various servings and also various works. And you can see all that happening in a life group. And it's just so, so exciting. Good, great. So what would you say to people who are not in a life group? Over to you, Linda. Join one? <laughs> I'd say that you're missing out and the church is missing out because you're not bringing your gifts that God's given you you're not bringing yourself to the group you're not getting to know other people other people aren't getting to know you so if you're not part of a life group there's room for you in one and there's a group it doesn't matter if you go to a group and think this isn't for me you can always try another one just, just till you find the one that really you feel at home in where you can play a part and at the back there's a board with um mugshots of all the life group leaders um, and if you want to get find out more about a group either speak to David or me or one of your friends who's in a group or a life group leader or fill in one of the tags at the back and we'll be in touch with you about a group okay great so looking forward what do you envisage for the future um, in a sense it's more of the same the the small groups meeting people growing together, but I think also more things being done in life groups so that we have, um, I mean, recently the Pouring Land groups ran an alpha course and we, you know, can see more, more groups running courses, whether it's alpha or things to help people like the, um, the, 
Dave Devonish course or Battle for the Mind, those sorts of things being done in small groups of people who are comfortable with each other. I think also the, um, the whole growing together is so important and I can see what I would love to see is that go deeper as, as Toby was saying this morning rooted down in life groups you're it's one-to-one -one, a few to few and you can actually share your life so well together and you know all the little things you know um the sharing this morning about you know going through difficult times um our group on Wednesday we had a prayer time together and it was just lovely to be able to share life in that um, you know, with people who've been ill, people who've got things to rejoice about, and just to delve deeper and to grow deeper. So for the future, we're doing that now, but, you know, I'm sure God wants to do more and more in that. That's great. Thank you. Okay. Thank yeah, you, Lucy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks.